Welcome to the Feisty Hippie Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby, and I've created this podcast to share messages with you all to expand your consciousness. This podcast will touch on a wide array of subjects, including psychology, spirituality, subconscious reprogramming, feminine leadership, and more. Stay tuned. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Feisty Hippie Podcast. I'm your host Gabby and today I have um, a very good friend. I would say like a very good old friend but then that gives you the impression that she's like 90 years old and I'm having her on the podcast. Um, She's not 90 years old everyone. She is the same age as me. She's 21 years old. Now they know your age and they will know your name soon. (laughs) But (laughs) I have with me today, Claudia, and it was kind of, I wouldn't say it was expected of her to come on the podcast, but she's like, I want to, I'm interested in being on the podcast. And I'm like, fuck it, come on the podcast then. You know, I love to talk to people. So (laughs) this podcast is going to be a combination of, probably us catching up as well as updating each other on our lives, but also giving you insight on her life. She is like the classic Capricorn, work hard, play hard, aesthetic, get shit done, has 1 million things on her schedule. And some of you may be like, I hate that, but like she just continues to function. So we'll let her be, right? (laughs) Right, right. That was a perfect descriptor. Awesome. Good job. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I'm excited to be here. I mean, I know you said that you didn't expect me to be here, but like I knew that there was going to come a day where I was going to hop on this podcast. It was just a matter of timing. I was like, I'll let other people try it out first and then <laughs> I'll do a surprise appearance at some point. But yeah, I'm here. I'm really excited. So yes. we can just get the ball rolling. It's actually funny that you mentioned that because the last person I had on the podcast, Melanie, um, she had, I had texted her like, want to be on the podcast. And she's like, you just manifest, I just manifested me on your podcast. Like I was thinking this morning about how I want to be on your podcast. And then you text me, want to be on my podcast. Um, And something similar actually happened after this, I'm recording on the flip side podcast. So if you, if you don't know, you should check it out. Um, You know, it talks about all, all types of, I forgot what her slogan is. But she's in my kundalini class and i had listened to like all of her podcast cast episodes when i had to take a six hour drive um and i'm like wow i love this podcast i want to be on this podcast so bad i want to speak on this podcast and then um now i'm on the podcast in one hour and a half so <laughs> that's what's happening after this that's exactly how i felt about this one i saw you posted on your like instagram story and i was like all right i'm swiping up so fast <laughs> like i never swiped up faster in my life so saw a chance and I took it. I love that. Um, so yes, introduce yourself. Who are you? You know, what do you do? You can do it as like, this is like a career of what you do or what you do as in an emotional state of being, whatever you want, take it any direction. <laughs> I'll do my my typical elevator pitch. Uh, <laughs> hey everyone, my name is Claudia. Um, I do live in DC right now. I've been in college here for three and a half years, um, majoring in finance and I'm actually graduating one semester early, so this semester, but I am going back to the same school in January for my master's in finance. Um, so that's, that's kind of like, you know academically and like financially what I'm working towards right now um in terms of like spirituality and I guess the the road that I'm on with that is really just I'm on a road to be happy I'm learning so much more about myself every single day and I don't know I feel like in like high school and in my childhood I didn't actually know who I was and like of course that's that's normal for everybody like when they're when they're kids and when they're teenagers um but I like literally came to college and I was like this is the perfect time for me to find out who I need to be and who I want to be and I don't know I've made a lot of progress I would argue that I've probably made more progress in the past three years than I have my whole life um I think just like being on my own and I guess being in the real world so to speak like I've just had so much opportunity to learn who I am and meet new people learn new things and that's kind of just like the direction that I'm in right now is just working for like my goals in the future in terms of like, you know, your, your dream career and stuff like that. But also, um, I don't know, just, just finding out about myself and who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing on, in this, in this world. I love that. Um, I think that it's really important to bring on someone who has such grounded energy because sometimes 
like in the spiritual community, people can get all woo woo up in your face and be like, here is me doing these 875 things that will like in the long term vision will amount to nothing. You know what I mean? Um, And it's important for you like like it's not it's not like it isn't spiritual to have a job or like to work nine to five, <laughs> but there's this whole demeanor of like you're in the system and blah blah blah, which is like some people do want that structure for themselves, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that there's um a really big difference in like being like stuck in the system, so to say, and just being grounded in like who you are as a person and having goals for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you can argue that everyone has goals for themselves, but it's just kind of about what you really want as a person. And that looks different for every single person. You know, some people, some people may say that like, um, we, tr- I don't know what I'm go where I was going with that. I always lose my train of thought. So that will happen time and time again. But I do um, agree with you though. I think the point that you're trying to get at is like, or I, at least in my experience, like what I've seen in the, in the spiritual community is people are like, they just like don't want to work. Like they don't want to be a statistic or they don't want to be your, your average, like participator in capitalism you know what i mean like i don't know if i'm wording this correctly i think capitalism is fucking great like i also think it's great (laughs) (laughs) i like i'm not for the communism i'm not for the socialism like this is capitalism is the only fucking system where like you can come from nothing and create generational wealth for yourself why wouldn't you want that (laughs) right no i completely agree with you um Oh my God, this is like something that I tell everybody in DC because like DC is very socialist. It's very Democrat, very just like left leaning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like when people just ask me like, why are you more conservative leaning? I'm not like, I'm not claiming to be any party right now. I'm not like telling anyone who I voted for. But um, I don't know, like people are always asking me like, why do you lean that way? And a lot of it does have to do with like my, my family and my upbringing. Um, one thing that I did want to talk about today, and I'm glad that you like opened up the floor for this was like my parents fled communism in Albania and I'm the first person in my entire family lineage to be born in America. Like literally as far back as my ancestry goes, everyone is Albanian, like everyone struggled, you know, either under the Ottoman empire for 500 years or like under the, you know, Yugoslavian dictatorships. And it's just like, I don't know, like I got to see firsthand the effects that communism and like dictatorships have had on my, on my family, on my parents because they obviously fled and they came here to give my sister and myself a better life. Um, and eventually Christopher a better life. You know, he was, <laughs> he was born 10 years ago, but <laughs> he, he has time to learn about like my parents' history. But um, no, really, like I, I, I'm very thankful for like the sacrifices that my parents made. And I guess just part of the reason why I do like love capitalism, if that's how you want to word it, is just like, because I saw that my parents were like ran through the mud. Like they had an awful, awful upbringing um, and I've just like heard so many stories about what they've been through and I get very emotional about it, but it just like reminds me to to stay humble every single day and to remember why I'm here and to be thankful for the opportunities and the chances that, that I have here that they didn't have when they were my age. So. Isn't it crazy that <laughs> I, I knew your parents were immigrants ever since I've known you, but I never put that fucking together in like our 13 years of friendship. I'm just like. <laughs> Or not even 13 years, probably like 10 right now. And I'm like, where? Maybe more, actually. I, I don't yeah. remember. Who's counting? <laughs> right? I'm like, wow, she's really, I'm like, who's this girl speaking right now? <laughs> I've never heard any of that. But it's just because I never put it together. I had like all of these factors. But I think, too, that ties in with the spiritual aspect of it as like, when you're growing up, especially in America with parents who are immigrants, you get so caught up in like, I'm trying to fit into like mold into whoever everyone else is. And then when you are, when you do have a spiritual awakening, it's like, oh shit, here are all of the things that are unique about me. And like, why did I mask this for all of my years of life out of shame or guilt or whatever you thought you were doing to protect yourself? Um, I think it's really inspiring though. I mean, I used to be a liberal, but now I'm definitely not a liberal like at all. I don't. I think that we can talk about politics. I know that you will speak to me about politics and we'll probably agree on a lot of things. Um, but I think that the especially now the Democratic Party puts on the front like we're all inclusive, like we're all accepting. But then everything else is like, fuck you. 
Like, we hate you. We're not going to support anyone <laughs> unless you agree with us. Um, but, you know, I don't, I personally, with the whole politics thing, don't believe that either party is correct. And I think that a lot of people feel that way. Um, but if you ask me right now, I don't even care who's in the race of whatever I'm voting for, but I'm probably voting for Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> well, politics has just become like too torn. Uh, everything is just so polarized. It's like you you can hint towards the fact that you believe in like one thing, even just a little bit, and people will like put words in your mouth. And they're like, oh my God, like, so you support Trump then? Oh, so you support you're, Trump. you're a racist. <laughs> I don't know. Like, and I, I don't know, for a while, I kind of struggled a little bit down here in DC because I was like, is this just what DC people are like? Because obviously, like, DC is the fucking capital of, you know, the United States. Like, everyone is so into politics down here. So I was struggling. I was like, are, is this just how, how the people who live here are? Or is this like a like a Gen Z thing? Is this a millennial thing? Is everyone in America just like this? You know, I don't know. I feel like when you and I went to high school, people just weren't as vocal about politics. Like people really weren't into it. Um, I don't know, like people had their beliefs, but they weren't like gonna die on a hill for it. They weren't gonna like start arguments with everyone over whatever they think is right. Um, but I don't know, just coming down here, I'm like, it's so in your face all the time. It's I mean, to me, like, not to cut you off, but to me, I think that it's, it's all like, okay, if the government wants to control you, they aren't going to like, like, they could try to put like restrictions on you to control you, which they have in the past three years, you know, but besides that, the easiest way to do the work and not turn it necessarily into a dictatorship is by making people brain brainwashing them essentially to brainwashing people um to convince them that one side is so correct and if you don't agree with us then you're like all of these things on the list you know when you convince like the sheep that like the, these are the rules then it's easy because you could just sit back like if you're the person in power you don't have to do anything you just sit back and it goes your way because you've already brainwashed the majority of the population to think a certain way and that's the thing a lot of people now have no fucking discernment and I think that being being in college, for me at least, it was very interesting. And I think that you can definitely relate to this, um, like with where you stand on politics. The fact that the people who are teaching you will also try to brainwash you into like thinking a certain way. Oh, of course, of course. Um, so again, like I'm a finance major. So like being in the business school, we don't really talk too much about politics. Cause honestly, at the end of the day, all we really care about is like money. We're like, all right, what's, what's like the best way for an, an organization or a company to like make the most money. Um, but then you look at like everybody else at American university, who's in like the international studies uh, school or like the public affairs school. And they, obviously they care so much about like international relations and politics. They're the ones who have, you know, professors that are like, teaching them certain, I guess, like values or certain like ways to go about politics once they're like in the political realm. I don't know if I'm like making sense right now, but like <laughs> they are definitely taught by specific professors what to think and what to feel and how to believe. And like, I don't know, I feel like their professors definitely put them on like a moral high ground or like a high horse. And like, I don't know, they, that's just like how it is here. Most of the professors are left leaning and more vocal and more passionate about like, I don't know, getting their students riled up to believe certain things. Oh, um, yes, 100%. percent like my experience. Somebody could tell me that I'm wrong about that, but... No, I don't think you're wrong at all. Um, so I went to three different colleges, and I really? saw the same thing in each of them. And I think that there's this crazy statistic. I'm not sure, like, don't tell me that I'm right, essentially. And you could Google this afterward, but I think there's, like, an 80% like an 80% of the schools or 80% of the professors in colleges throughout America are liberals. Really? Doesn't that sound not right to you? Like, doesn't that sound a little... I think that's a little much, in my opinion. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, let's say over half of the professors are liberals, but I think that 80% is, like, a lot. So if that is true, I mean, that really blows my mind. I mean, I had, like, I was not in any type of science really, or not even science, political science in um, any of the schools that I went to, but I actually took a class that was literally like ecology and spirituality. And one of the books that we read was actually the professor's book that he wrote himself. And the whole book was about like, 
him like essentially hating Donald Trump. And I'm just like, how does this tie into the fucking curriculum? And I'm like, not a big like, I love Donald Trump either. But I'm like, why are you teaching people this? What the fuck is the point? Damn, I don't even, I don't even know what to say to that. That's what was the class like? What it was, was it? called Ecology, Society, and the Sacred. And I don't understand. And it was like the premise of the class was supposed to be how ecology like how the natural world ties into like modern living you know uh-huh and like how we're all connected and then it turned into that he's like <laughs> i like he wrote this fucking 400 page book that he made us all read and half of the time the characters were like fighting over the republicans and donald trump and saying how they suck and they hate them and i'm just like <laughs> what it been entertaining though <laughs> i feel like i would have just like sat there and just laughed at like how i was like i'm keeping my mouth shut like i don't want to get roasted today for having an opinion so i'm just going to observe the psychotic ass man like how'd he pass the psych eval is there even a psych eval to become a professor because like this man clearly would not pass there no i think you just need some kind of research to get in it's like he literally one time he said he was talking about this guy and he's like i've been friends with him for 30 years like he's my best friend and i haven't seen him since the pandemic because he wouldn't get vaccinated and now he has like a he needs a kidney transplant or something and he's dying in the hospital and i still won't see him and he's gonna die but i won't see him because um he's he's not vaccinated and i'm just like bitch that's so mean why that's are you so proud of this like yeah i don't know why he's like telling students that either that's a you're little... like i'm he's like i'm inhumane guys just so you know be proud of me get your vaccine <laughs> and i'm like okay oh my gosh what, what a convincing you. way <laughs> i don't know that's that like makes i don't know the point like that's the point that's so mean though like why are you telling people that keep that yourself i guess i feel like that's a horrible personality like trait if i was to judge you on your character i think if anyone was to judge you on his like his him on his character who would be like great fucking job don't see him (laughs) i don't know i'm just like if i was dying because i needed like a kidney transplant or something and like you for example were just like no i'm not gonna go see her because something happened like years ago that I'm like still holding over her head I'd be like what the hell like I'm not the bad person at that point like you look (laughs) terrible for for I don't know holding that over my head and like still having a grudge or just like disagreeing with something that I do or did not do like I don't know that's so mean of him I'm like so upset for the other guy it was fucking crazy I'm like what is what the fuck is he saying but anyway besides the point (laughs) i would have like vented up i think i would have like sent an email to somebody being like this man is insane like can someone please take care of this he was literally fucking crazy but we're i can't like i i forgot his name but if he ever watches this i don't like you i feel like his last name was walsh or something he had like a bitch name of course that's his name (laughs) <laughs> yeah if you can't tell i don't like him save with your chest, girl um so so what <laughs> what do you think um kind of sparked the journey of your spiritual awakening was it one thing or was it like um multiple events kind of happening at once or did you always feel like there was maybe something more than like the physical reality and the way that things are supposed to work? That's an awesome question. I had a feeling it was going to be asked tonight. Um, It's kind of hard for me to like pinpoint when exactly I I might've thought that there was like, uh, just like, I don't know, like something greater than this realm, right? Like that's how you, how you worded your question. Um, I grew up Catholic. And I think that this is something that's like, was really like a catalyst for my spiritual awakening or whatever you want to call it. Um, Grew up Catholic. It was like, like my parents and my whole family is just like very, very like super religious, very Catholic. Um, And I kind of struggled with it a little bit. I felt like I was forced to, you know, get baptized, get, go, go to CCD, get my confirmation and like all, all that kind of stuff. And I struggled because I was like, this isn't this isn't me figuring out if like I am religious or if I believe in these certain things right like I'm pretty much being forced to like enter this confirmation program um because of my family 
And so like there were little, there, there were parts of Christianity and Catholicism that like I did agree with. And then there were also like other points about it that I did not agree with. Like there were some people in my program who just like really like heavily, how do I word this? Like, like took the Bible very literally. And so that would actually leave room for a lot of like hate. And I, I personally just like disagreed with that. Like I kind of, I kind of took a step back, saw like how a lot of Catholics in general, like tend to act. Like some of them are, some of them are beautiful people. Like some of them, you know, love to serve their communities. Some of them feel like they have found a home in Christ and in the church, but others are like using it as an excuse to be more hateful. And so I think that kind of just like turned me off a little bit and it like got me really concerned with religion in general. Cause I was just like, if you're going to believe in, you know, Jesus and God, and like, he's this loving, merciful figure. It's like, why are you kind of not matching up to that? Um, and so I don't know, I saw a lot of like homophobia, a lot of like xenophobia and just that kind of stuff really turned me off and I just did not like it. And so I was like, okay, let me figure out what I actually do believe in then. Cause obviously if I'm struggling with religion this much, it's like, like, obviously I disagree with it for a reason, right? So like, let's figure out what that reason is. Um, I think deep down, I always believe that there's something out there, whether it be a God, multiple gods, or if it's just like spirits in general, or if it's like the universe, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out like 100% what I do believe in right now, but I know that there's something out there. Um, and I know that like when I pray for something or when I hope for something, when I manifest for something, like it always, always comes true when I, when I put it out there or when I ask whatever higher power is out there to like grant it to me. Um, and so that kind of just got me thinking and I'm like, oh my God, like <laughs> there's definitely something out there then. Um, and I think that for me, spirituality makes more sense because it's more of like, like I don't have to follow a rule book. It's like whatever I believe it's like it, it's working for me kind of kind of like that um whereas like religion it's like you gotta follow what's what's going on in like the institution itself and it's like you have to follow kind of a rule book and I just I don't I personally don't like that like I think that when it comes to religion spirituality or just like believing in higher powers in general like it should be between you and whatever you think is out there like keep it between you and that source don't try to force your your spirituality or religion onto other people don't let other people do that to you um so i don't know i just i found out that it just like works best for me it's what makes the most sense um it's what's granted most of my wishes and i don't know i'm, I'm gonna keep rolling with it <laughs> i love that i think that um well first of all <laughs> there's a lot of things that i could say about religion but obviously religion is it's centered in like fear it's fear mongering at the very, very, like the very essence of it, as in like, if you don't follow this set of rules or do these specific things, then God doesn't love you or like you will go to hell or whatever it is to, based on the religion that you're in. That's more Christianity, but um, overall, right? Religion is just group think. It's like we all have the same opinion. So, or if you don't have the same opinion, um, let's like join my opinion and then we can be friends because like with religion you know you're able to gain a community but only if you abide by these certain rules and it's kind of like the epitome of sacrifice and i'm trying to create a life right now that involves no sacrifice that's a whole other thing um but overall they say that i've heard this saying i'm like they say i don't know where it came from but it's essentially that spirituality is like all of the fishes in the sea like it's all the entire ocean where religion is like one fish in spirituality you can pick and choose from all of these different religions what you would think is similar or what you would think resonates with you and then go based off that i believe that you know the best guidance comes from yourself so you being able to use your intuition and say like oh um things aren't really making sense over here like why don't i look at it from a different perspective instead of being like well this is the way it goes it's a difficult thing to do but it's necessary at the same time if you're really looking for some type of connection to god or the universe or whatever you believe in i don't think it's like you said i don't think it's something that someone can tell you like this is the way it goes because i also grew up in a similar background um and the thing, I don't know if you're aware of this. So your subconscious mind, it forms from zero to eight years old. And even if right now you say you don't believe in religion 
and like blah 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 and the religion doesn't affect you you don't listen to any of the rules somewhere in your subconscious mind there is still religious programming that says like these are the fucking rules because you were told that as a child Of course, no, and especially if like your whole family believed in that kind of thing, like your family obviously raised you. And so like as much as you want to beat the things that they said to you, like it's always going to be ingrained and it's just going to always be like a struggle to reteach yourself and reparent yourself and like get over what you were taught as a child. Um, and it's also oh hard like, when you're like, I can't remember half the things that were said to me when I was eight years old, you know, it's like, <laughs> but it's like for some reason there some things that were like taught to me are still very like in my subconscious, but I, I just can't like point them out because they were so many years ago. And so mm -hmm. it's just like, I'm kind of like in a struggle where it's like, yes, I'm trying to reparent myself right now as a, as a 21 year old, but it's also like, you know, at eight years old, what was I taught? Like, I truly can't remember. I can't remember like half the things that were taught to me. So. The thing is, you don't have to say like, what do, what do I remember? It's more of like, what are the issues that I'm facing in my life right now? And how is that just like me being like projecting my issues onto that thing? Like example, um, something that I talk about all the time. I think I'm going to actually do a masterclass on this. So if this podcast is uploaded, um, when that comes out, I'll be putting the link in the description. But it's the idea of like, when you have siblings, so this is going to resonate for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were probably never taught, you were probably never able to actually receive love from your parents. You probably only earned love by like being the good girl or getting good grades in school or like doing good in sports or taking care of your brother. That was when they were like, Claudia, we fucking love you. But if you did nothing, you didn't receive the love, you know? So it creates this paradigm in your head where you're like, I need to work hard in order to receive love, money, attention, affection, acceptance, whatever it is. So then you go about like living your life and you're like, why are things so fucking hard for me? And it's just because, you know, your subconscious mind has this rule set in it that says you have to work hard in order to receive anything that you want. When for some people, that's not the fucking truth. There's people sitting on their ass making millions of dollars just like, hey. <laughs> hey for you it's like uh you know like I, what I want like you know I have to climb this fucking mountain just to make two dollars <laughs> <laughs> well two dollars is a stretch I think it's, it's more than that <laughs> now you crack me up though I mean I see your point yeah so you know um it's always interesting especially relationship wise it doesn't have to be a relationship with a person. It could be a relationship to money or to the way you take care of yourself. All of these things, they give you little hints about how your subconscious works and like what you are, um, what you think is like the right way of doing things or like the incessant shame and guilt that you give yourself when you don't do <laughs> something. And then you're like, what? Like, why is my brain telling me I'm so horrible? <laughs> Capricorn struggles like <laughs> I'm dead no but I like just to go back to what you were saying about like how I have to like fight for the things that I want and how I have to feel like I have to earn love and money or whatever it be like I don't think that my parents like specifically treated me that way because like it was me or like because it was Marissa or Christopher right like I think mm -hmm. that just their upbringing and the parents that they were raised by and then obviously like you keep going back generations and generations and it's like I don't know Albanian culture has very much been like you need to fight for what you want because everyone was always in a constant like state of survival right yep, but does that have to be true for you it doesn't have to be but I think like because they don't know better like they don't know any better that's like the only way that they knew how to like raise me and my sister especially was like you have to grind you have to hustle you have to work hard for what you want um and it's like if we weren't producing results they were like ah like what's going on we came to this country for a reason like you know what i mean um yeah you should call marissa to do a podcast with you one of these days i'm sure she would love to talk about that but i don't know i don't i try not to blame them i try to give my parents a lot of grace because again i feel like at the end of the day they just are they're trying the their best, best they could with, yeah they're doing the best that they could with like the way that they were taught and the way that they were raised and like what they know um obviously like they're doing this for the first time which is like raising american children you know what i mean like this is a completely different country um and so the the values and the norms are like much more different here than like when you know they were growing up and when their parents were growing up grandparents and all that kind of stuff so um, that's like definitely a hard pill that I had to swallow when I first came to college. Or, or, honestly, like when I turned 18, 
I don't know, when I became an adult, like so many <laughs> things were opened up into like a, a bigger perspective for me. But it's like, like I used to be such a rebellious teenager. I was always pissed at my parents. I was always like going against their word. And then I don't know, I like realized going into adulthood, like they truly, they truly love me. They just like were teaching me the only way that they knew how, which was like, girl, you need to fight for what you want. You have to hustle, like make this life your bitch, <laughs> essentially, like get what you want to get out of it. But it's not going to be easy. Um, I do wish at times that they were a little bit more like soft with me and that they were a little bit more like kind, <laughs> not always like forcing me to just like work at high capacity all the time. But again, at the end of the day, like I, I don't blame them. I don't fault them. Like Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, people are only like this goes for everyone. People do the best that they can with the resources that are available to them, whatever that means. You know what I mean? And the thing with that is also it's kind of amazing for you in the same way, because your life is about you taking on all of this conditioning and setting these so-called rules in your subconscious mind and then having this awakening moment of like, well, what if these aren't the rules? What if I can change the fucking rules? And then you do the work to change the rules. And now you're on the flip side of the coin, you can say, and you're experiencing a whole new reality for yourself. And if you're the one to fucking do that, if you're the one to get past all the conditioning, then that improves your bloodline and the generations to come so fucking much. You know, that's something really empowering that like you were chosen essentially by <laughs> God, by the universe, by whoever, you know, you want to believe in to where you just like spoke to my heart right now, because, okay, this is so crazy. Um, I was in Wildwood <laughs> for my family vacation, like two summers ago and no joke, there's this like crystal shop or whatever that like sells tarot cards and crystals and all that kind of stuff. And I remember just like walking in. And I didn't like talk to anyone there. I was like, I just want to get some crystals. I just want to like <laughs> see what kind of stuff is here. And the owner of the shop literally like comes up to me and she was like, hi, can I talk to you for a second? Like, she's like, I have like a message from your spirit guides. Like, I need to tell you, like they, they, they're, they're telling me I have to tell you something. And I was like, okay, sure. Like, what is it? You know, I was like nervous. I was like, is this something bad? She was like, no, she was like, I, I feel like you don't know what your purpose is in this life, but I want you to understand that like a huge purpose that you do have is to challenge the toxic norms and beliefs um, that like your family has carried for so many generations. Like you, you are like the person who's going to break those cycles um, and just like do things differently so that, you know, when you have kids and when your kids have kids, like they're going to raise people in a much different way, like in a kinder way, more understanding, empathetic, affectionate way. Um, and it's, that's not to like take a hit on my family. I'm not saying that like they're not affectionate and that they're not caring. I'm saying that like the way that they show love is much more different. It's again, like, you know, Claudia, like you have, you have to hustle. You have to like achieve your dreams, like push yourself, you know, break, break your mind is what my dad would say. Cause it was like an Albanian, like saying, oh, you have to break your brain, break your mind, like to hustling that hard. Um, but she was like, I don't know, like you're, you're definitely like, you have the purpose to challenge those beliefs and to just do something different for generations moving forward. And that's going to cause a lot of like turmoil in your current family. Like you're going to be butting heads a lot. They're going to think that you're wrong a lot, but no matter what, at the end of the day, like just keep, keep pushing for what you believe in, which is obviously just like challenging the status quo and, and just trying to change things and just trying to do things a little bit better. Um, and that just like really spoke to me. And I, I don't know, I was like, that's so true though. <laughs> like, I think I had, I think I had a fight with my dad like two days before <laughs> I actually went to Wildwood and like spoke to that, to that shop owner. And then she just like went and said that. And I was like, damn, this is true. <laughs> she knows. She knew. Yeah. Oh, spirit Here guides. I am <laughs> confirming it for you. you remember. <laughs> I don't know. It was just like very touching. And I, I think that I needed to hear that at the time. I think I always knew deep down that like I am very different from my family. Again, it could just be like being the only American who's, you know, born in like my entire lineage or just like going to American schools and growing up in like a different society than they did. But I don't know. I, I just always felt like I was different from them in terms of like how my, my brain functions and how I process information, like the relationships that I form here and just that kind of stuff. Like, I think I am different in that regard. And so... It was just very nice to hear that and to know that like I'm, I'm doing something right even if sometimes people tell me that i'm wrong like it's sweet 
I don't know. <laughs> thing is, like, when you are successful, and I don't mean the version of success that, like, pleases everyone and everyone's like, you did the right thing. I mean successful in your soul as, like, you've accomplished your soul's mission, whatever it is. You are going to be highly offensive to so many people. <laughs> like, to so many people. And the reason why you usually don't, you stop yourself from achieving that goal is because your mind, your brain is trying to protect you. Yes. So it tells you like, don't fucking do that. Cause you're going to be highly offensive. Like you're going to trigger the hell out of your mother. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I... it's fucking true, but sometimes you got to be comfortable with being highly offensive to other people. Even, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm stubborn, you know, I'm stubborn girl. I don't care if I hurt people's feelings because they always come back two days later and they're like, you know what? You were right. <laughs> that's, that's just how it is. You know, <laughs> I love that. Um, so tell me, tell me about your tarot practice. When did you start reading cards and what was kind of like the introduction into that? This is so funny. Um, so I'm very new to tarot, like very, very new to it. I'm still learning, I guess, like the specific meaning or like the the general meaning to like every single card in the major and minor arcana um no this is really funny when I was like 13 I went downstairs to the kitchen to like grab a bottle of water when I just hear my mom and my sister whispering and they're like you know like just talking about like something and I go and I look at them and they're like reading tarot with each other and I had never heard of it in my life I was like what is this my Marissa was like no leave like we can't have your energy here we're doing something witchy and I was like what the fuck is going on and that obviously like made me even more um like curious to, to see what they were doing um so I, whatever I left them alone and then when they finished I like went back downstairs and I was like what is this and Marissa told me like they were doing tarot cards and I was like oh my god this is so dope um, so that was the first time that I heard about it. And I don't know, like through the years, my mom had started practicing it and she like got really, really good. Gabby, you know, my mom, like she's very intuitive. She's like right about everything that she says, which is so funny. Um, very spiritual woman, God bless her. <laughs> but yeah, no, so she would like start doing my tarot readings and I was like, oh my God, why are you calling me out on things that I've like specifically hidden from you? Right. Like that just like blew my mind. It was so weird to me. I found it so cool that you could just like, I don't know, get a deck of cards and like shuffle them and put some energy into them and you like reveal the truth of some sort. Like, even if you don't want to like do a specific reading, you want to just like a general one, like they'll still call you out on some BS. And I'm like, oh my God, this is dope. Um, so then I think like over the years, I booked some readings with like other tarot readers and like I asked them to do my readings. And then I don't know, just like, I think I started learning them when I was 17, just like a little bit, I would do like readings only for myself. I would do like a one card a day poll or like a two card, two card a day poll. Um, and then like, I would just slowly start learning. I don't know, like just like, just like getting practice and like getting used to the meanings of each card that way. Um, and then I don't know, I think, uh, like during the pandemic, because we were all like in lockdown, I had so much more free time and I had bought myself a deck. So I was like, whatever, I might as well just like start really throwing myself into this and really getting used to it. Um, so I did that, came back to college this semester and people were like, I want you to do my tarot reading and stuff like that. So I don't know, it just kind of like escalated from there really, I don't really know. <laughs> Still getting used to it. I'm like not claiming to be an expert. I'm not a professional. I think I'm like pretty good at it. Um, I don't know, I just, I think it's really cool at the end of the day. It's just like a cool thing. And I think that the cards never lie, <laughs> which like really blows my mind. But. Yes, I think that, um, I love the story, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, it's super interesting to get into tarot and then be like, wow, you're really telling me that this is like a tool that I can use for clarity for the rest of my life. Like, yeah. what, what the fuck? <laughs> Why doesn't everyone know about this? I was actually on a call um, before earlier today in my tarot course and I was saying, like, I was saying literally that when you start reading and you get pretty good at it to the point where, like, you don't need to look at the card meanings and you can just call, you don't need to know anything about anyone. They don't have to tell you anything. And you're like, well, here are all of the things that are wrong with you. And, or like, here's all of the aspects of your life. And you can choose to do this and it will lead to this. Or you can choose to do that and it will lead to that. And it's just this moment of like, why doesn't everyone have this? Right. <laughs> people find it to be really spooky I feel like people just don't want to 
mess with energies or something or they feel like it's similar to a Ouija board where it's like there's there's bad spirits communicating I completely disagree with that I don't think that there's anything like spooky about it um maybe like at first you're like what is this like how is it so accurate and like that might scare you but I don't think that the essence of tarot is like it, it's not like filled with fear it's not meant to scare you like it's just to give you clarity really like if you have a question that you want like a higher power to answer for you of course you can just like ask it and what's really cool about tarot is like there's 76 cards right 76 i believe 78 you, you can have, like, 78 yeah 78 cards but if you double that because there's also the reverse meaning for every card right like and so there's like a hundred and i don't even know like 56 if i'm doing my math right 156 like cards essentially and if you just like you you have so many combinations for them it's like the, the possibilities are endless like there's so many puzzles you could put together so many stories you could put together with them it really just blows my mind like i i truly wish that more people would use tarot i think it's so fucking cool <laughs> like i don't know that's just I, my take on it i 100 percent agree and the thing is like with spirituality a lot of people aren't ready for it just either one because like they're not meant to find it in this lifetime you know that's okay you're not supposed to as someone who's like you could say awakened or conscious or whatever you want to say is on a journey to expand their consciousness. That's a good way to put it. Um, as that kind of person, it's not your job to be like, Hey, everyone, look at this amazing thing that I've learned. Even though part of you is like dying to fucking say that you're like, Oh, you got an issue. Let me do a tarot reading on you. And I'll tell you exactly what you need to know. Um, most people aren't ready to know that because like number one, religious fear mongering or number two, societal fear mongering. And what I mean fear mongering, people are afraid of what they don't understand. When, you know, the reality is we've always been taught to fear the unknown. This is a whole fucking other thing. You see, this is what I do. I'm like, I'm jumping to everything, but people have always been taught to fear the unknown. And people come to me a lot of the time in these situations where something has fallen off for them or things didn't go the way that they planned and they don't know what their next steps are and they don't have anything settled and they feel like they're at this low low point but i always tell them like this isn't a bad point of your life you know when you have all of your shit together you can say as in i'm gonna do this this day and for the next three to five years this is what will take up the majority of my time or i work go to work every day and that's exactly what i do you know that's a cool life but at the same time any possibility that you can think of for your future exists it's in the quantum field. Some version of you has it, whether that's a billion dollars and you don't work at all, or that's like you're hustling and you're fucking poor, whatever, whatever it is. The thing is, when you like choose to be friends with like your comfort zone and you choose to like allot all of your time to doing this one thing or you know, living the same day over and over again, you close yourself off to the unknown. And when people come to me with these problems, they call them because things have not fallen off for them. They're in the best fucking place. Because if, if you're like open, if you have nothing on your schedule, or you don't know what you're going to do with your life, you get to like be the in the role of the creator, you get to choose what you're going to create, because a beautiful new reality can't land in this physical realm unless you make space for it to land if you're too busy doing 800 million things then like obviously the perfect person isn't gonna be like knocking on your door because you're too fucking busy to open your eyes or maybe they came eight years ago and you didn't even see them you know what i mean um <laughs> damn straight gabby damn straight. my my little fucking rant but enough about my rant um with most of the people you read for what would you say like the recurring issue is Ooh, people ask for relationship advice a lot like i read for people who are like single and are just like i want a boyfriend or a girlfriend like when is that gonna happen for me um it's always the same answer too it's always the same answer like I know I don't know like the tarot cards it's not it's never like the same card that comes out but it's always like the same idea which is like hey work on yourself like you shouldn't be looking for other people for happiness um I think it's completely okay to want a relationship like I'm not saying like love yourself so much that you don't desire a relationship like some people you know want to get married at some point in the future and like have kids but the, the problem with these like people who I'm reading for is like they're tying their happiness to like 
a relationship. They feel like in order to be complete or to be happy, they have to like have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And that's just like not how it works. Like, I think that you're looking for the wrong thing at that point. Like you will receive, you know, a boyfriend or a girlfriend when you are completely whole within yourself, when you are content with being alone. And that's like the message that I usually tell a lot of people or, you know what, that's the message that the tarot cards tell a lot of people. Um, that's definitely like the biggest thing. And then I think honestly, the second issue is like, people are just really struggling in college and are like, should I drop out? Like, should I drop out? Should I do like a gap semester? Like I feel really lost right now. And I just like feel really overwhelmed with school. Um, for me, I, that one doesn't really have like the same answer for everybody. Like that's definitely like a case by case basis. Like some people I've had to tell, like, do not drop out because you have like one semester left. Like, why don't you just finish it? Um, other people like have had to actually like not not drop out, but like take a take a break to go find themselves or to go get like a career opportunity. So that really like that one really depends. But I don't know. It makes me wonder why why that's like the most the second most common issue. I don't know. Can't really nope. figure that one out you'll realize that the clients who come to you, like in any energetic work for anyone listening, whether you're reading cards, doing Reiki or coaching or literally anything, all of the clients that you receive just reflect you in some way. They come to you because you're here to give them guidance, but like spirits bringing them to you because you need the guidance that you're giving to them. And that's what I learned like throughout my journey because the ideal the I not the ideal, but the recurring client, it always changes for me. Um, one thing I wanted to mention too about your whole, you know, relationship thing, the second part of that too, if you want to add this to what you tell people. Um with relationships, the reason why you want to be alone is obviously to find happiness within yourself. But second off, like the universe is fucking saving you from attracting a shitty ass relationship. Oh, yes. Because if you're not healed, if you're not healed, then you're like, I'm going to manifest this man or I'm going to attract this love of my life. That person's going to be fucking horrible. You're going to choose whoever gives you the attention first or whoever wants to tie you down first. And it's like, okay, but is that the right person for you to be with? Or are you just like afraid of being lonely or you just like feel like you need to have somebody, right? Like that can honestly be way worse than just being single. 100%. It really can Cause and I don't know. <laughs> anytime you get in a relationship or even you make friends, you always attract people at your level of consciousness most of the time. And the universe loves to send you tests as you grow. If you're a spiritual person, on a path to expand your consciousness, you're gonna get 800 million tests and they will always come in the form of people as well as like opportunities. But, you know, I don't know if you've experienced this, but it's true for me at least, which is that you'll continue to meet the same person in a different body. Like you'll meet the same version of a person like in a hundred different people until you realize like, I don't wanna fucking, be friends with that person, or I don't want to be around that kind of person. It's like that one quote, I think it's like, the universe will send you the same lesson over and over again until you learn the lesson. Literally, it's like, they'll send you the same person over and over again. It could be in different forms, or it could be the same person, but they're going to keep sending them to you until you do something differently. Yep. And, that's, and then you're going to realize like, you're going to do something differently. And then they're like, not going to come back ever again. Like, <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I've definitely had an experience with that. Like there was somebody who I was on and off with for about eight years and like, he just kept coming back, kept coming back. And I would always let him, um, until eventually I was like, no, like go away. And then he's like, never come back. And I've never felt more happy, never felt more peaceful. I'm like, there's so much less conflict that I'm dealing with now. Like this is, it's a blessing in disguise, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> People just be addicted to the drama too. So like, you can tell me, like, I'm not addicted to the drama, but then, like, here you are creating this fucking drama in your life and this chaos for no reason. Like, one thing happens and you're like, existential crisis. Um, <laughs> to my peace. That's what I, <laughs> I want to be left alone. <laughs> like, don't bother me. <laughs> I have enough shit on my plate, enough things to worry about. Oh, my goodness. I love that. Something that I've been seeing with myself recently, I had done, um... I was at this event last month. Um, I'm like, what is the time? I feel like time moves by so quickly. But I was at an event last month where I probably did like, a f I did too many readings in one day. Not like too many, but it was just a lot of readings. And the one thing that I kept seeing 
as a reader, like, and for the people listening to, if you do similar work, you'll notice that the clients that you attract, they literally all have something in common. And it's just like, it's just this recurring message that spirit wants to communicate to you through you. And I kept getting this um, message of like, people know what they want to do, or people know their purpose, but they are not like, outright saying it, or they don't believe in themselves enough to like, put it out there and I'm just like why are you calling me out like (laughs) (laughs) but um her voice being too loud (laughs) like (laughs) that leads me though to my next question which is do you think you have a purpose in this world and what do you think it is if you know what that is Mm, I think I have multiple I think I have multiple purposes in this world um Number one being the thing that like we talked about earlier, which was just, you know, breaking generational trauma and like doing things differently for generations moving forward. Um, Definitely that. And I think that like a purpose can be given to you. Like it can, you can have like a destined purpose, but you could also have one that you just like want to work towards yourself. It could be like a career. It could be, I don't know, wealth. It could be just like anything that you want to define for yourself. So if I had to pick one of those, um, it really just like would be success. Like I know that's such a Capricorn thing to say, but it's like I really like I want to work towards having a high status. I want like a lot of wealth, and the reason why I want that is to a give back to my family who has like worked their fucking ass off to get where I am today. B to like I don't know treat myself in this day and age, and also C like I want to build something beautiful for my kids. Right, like that's. I'm a very family oriented person. Like I look forward to my future so, so much. And it's like, I wanna make sure that like I'm building the foundation, um, you know, for like my empire really. Like that's definitely like a huge thing that I'm working towards. Um, Third, just like happiness. Just like, I wanna be at peace within myself. Like I need to, I I want to be just like happy. Like I wanna wake up every single day and like be excited to tackle on the day and like just know that like I'm happy with myself I'm content in myself I'm confident like I love myself um I'm the closest to that goal that I've ever been in my life and so it's like nice to know that I'm getting closer every single day but I'm still not quite there yet um but I don't think I want to be quite there yet I think I'm too young to be there like I want to I think that's something that I'm just going to work towards the rest of my life is just like being happy um so yeah those are like my three my, my main three like purposes that I would I would say your emotions change so quickly so you know it's just something moving through you for a while I had like um I had a similar answer are you familiar with human design at all not really <laughs> not it's, really it's a system <laughs> that combines um astrology the Chinese I Ching which is like the oldest form of divination um the gene keys which is like another system and a few it's essentially it combines a bunch of systems and it gives you this thing called a body graph and it shows you which chakras in your body they're like chakras they're energetic points in your body that are defined and others that are undefined um so in some areas you have consistent energy in some areas you don't have consistent energy and the reason why i bring that up is because um there's this thing in human design called the emotional wave. And it's like, you are convinced, like everyone conditions you that you should feel a certain way because like you've achieved this thing or, you know, like you have no reason to be sad or you have no reason to feel blah, blah, blah. But with the emotional wave, you always experience highs and then lows and then you neutral out. And a lot of people with the emotional wave, it's been something like I have it, you most likely have it too, if you're telling me that you want happiness, but you're just not quite there yet, but you are there, but you're just not quite there. Um, You're like convinced that like, you need to go attain this emotional state of being, but the truth is you'll never have it long-term. But there's beauty in that because in like the spiritual journey, you definitely know this. And that is if you're able to hold yourself and be there for yourself at your lows, that is when the magic happens that's when you actually have this soul evolution um this is a random question could be a little intrusive but going off of that go ahead i'm an open book (laughs) (laughs) what do you think like if there was like a low point in your life that motivated you to grow or some type of air time when you were pushed into your um or out of your comfort zone 
what would that be? Like, what did that look like for you that caused you like real motivation of like, I need to fucking change shit for myself now. Like it's time to stop being the victim. Oh my gosh. When I got heartbroken by like someone that I thought that I loved, um, and I was just looking for like the next relationship that I could get into. I've, so I've been single for like five years. I haven't like dated, well, I've like gone on dates with people, but I haven't like had a boyfriend in five years. Um, but I was like on and off with somebody who I just like was madly, madly in love with. And he like completely shattered my heart. And I never wanted to feel like that again. I was like, like I was really disappointed in how much like I cared about his opinions and how much I cared about like wanting to be wanted by him. And it goes back to like the, the question that we had earlier, which was like, you know, what, what kind of um, clients do you have when you do your tarot readings? Like, and you're right. Like I, the people who are asking, you know, when's my next relationship were definitely reflecting like my inner, my inner problem, which was like, I for so long was looking for somebody to like fill my missing piece and to, um, I guess, like provide me with that, like wholeness or to make me feel whole and to make me feel wanted um and so I guess like when I got my heart broken I was just like in a really depressed state for a really fucking long time I like didn't want to get out of bed I didn't like I didn't care enough about my goals at that point I was like I don't want to work towards anything like I just want to sit here and cry and like that that was going on for months maybe like a year actually now that I'm looking back at it um but no I was just I, I got like sick of it I was like I'm so tired of feeling like a victim and feeling like shit because some like random dude who I loved as a, as a teenager and like early adulthood, like doesn't want me, you know what I mean? Like, I'm so young. It's like, why do I care so much about that? Like my, my love or my husband is going to be out there somewhere. Like I'll find him eventually, but it's like, I don't know. I, I realized that I like was not whole within myself. And I was like always looking for just like my, my partner or like somebody to go through life with. And it's like, I could just, I could do that to myself. I could fill my own missing piece. Like I don't need to look for that in other people. And also why am I doing that at 18, 19, 20, 21 years old? Like that's so pathetic. Um, but it all, yeah, it like all just goes back to, you know, yeah. you trying to earn mommy and daddy's love. Like you just want to feel accepted and you just want to <laughs> feel loved by someone. And that's why like when that person did that to you, it was like, everyone hates me and I'm back in childhood where no one likes me and I won't, I'm not being showed the affection that I need. <laughs> no, <laughs> Sorry to call you out. No, it's, it's fine. My dad was not like an emotionally expressive man. So like, you know, Tony, God bless Tony. Shout out to Tony. If you're, if you're listening to this, um, no, so like that is something that I realized in my spiritual awakening was like, I don't have daddy issues. I definitely wouldn't say that because like I was daddy's little girl, you know, like you're your typical daddy's little girl, but he wasn't like emotionally expressive and he didn't show me the kind of love that I guess I look for now in like my relationships with guys. Um, so I don't know, like I, I looked for, I, I guess I looked for the person who was like love bombing me and would just like give me words of affirmation constantly and then it's like when they would leave or they would ignore me I was like ah oh, what the fuck is going on like did I do something wrong and I, that was just like a very toxic cycle I was like I hate this I need to stop feeling like this like why are they taking my power away from me hated that <laughs> so I was like we need to do something differently because this is terrible <laughs> like I have other things in life that matter more than like male approval or the male gaze or whatever you want to call it but um I mean, yeah, but at the end of the day, we all just want to be loved. And like, <laughs> it's okay if you have daddy issues. I got mommy and daddy issues. And like, <laughs> it's all about your attachment, you know, as a child, whether you, I don't know, you're probably familiar with attachment style. Yeah. Um, that's literally projected onto every single one of your relationships every single one and if he's love bombing you then walking away you know that's a projection of your anxious attachment you don't know when that's the gonna come in like it comes and goes like you're looking for it you're thirsty as hell for it and then it leaves you when you're heartbroken what was so weird too is like like okay so i would have anxious attachment for people that like i was into um who like didn't want me but then as soon as the roles were reversed, like, and I just like, wasn't interested in someone, but they were really interested in me. I like was so hyper independent. I was like, ew, like, I'm not going to show any like feelings. I don't want to, you know what I mean? It's like, I was avoiding at that point. So yeah. I, 
yeah I was like teetering back and forth between attachment and avoidant and I was like what the fuck is going on like this like something's wrong here something needs to be addressed it's literally <laughs> um, we addressed it we're just anxious avoidant attachment you know what I mean I have the same thing I was avoidantly attached to my dad and anxiously attached to my mom so it shows up in different ways like I'm in a pretty secure relationship and I have been for a lot of years but with my business like my business is its own entity and I have my own relationship with that and I am both anxious and avoidant even before we got on this call I was telling Claudia like I finally did the things that I've been avoiding for like a week because my avoidant attachment is coming in and like running away from the masculine structure that I need and I'm like ah (laughs) but yeah last question um to finish it up what would you say feels most alive for you right now? An area of your life, an emotional state, something you're doing? Living in the present. That's something that I like have never mastered up until this year, honestly. Like I was always the kind of person who was looking too far ahead into my future or looking or like caring too much about my past that I just like wasn't living in the moment. Um And I'm like finally doing that now. Like I feel so alive just like being in college and meeting new people and like spontaneously hitting up my friends being like, yo, I'm bored. Let's go do something. Like, let's go over here. Let's go to the club. Let's go to the bar. And just like making memories in the moment and just like meeting new people has made me feel the most alive. Like I take relationships so seriously. I think at the end of the day, like what will give you the most happiness is the relationships and the memories that you build with people around you. Um, And so like, I I just, I really value people. I love people. I love being around them. I'm definitely an extrovert. Like (laughs) I get energy when I'm around people. And so learning to like live in the present and just, I don't know, just enjoy college and just like enjoy my day-to-day life has made me feel the most alive. Um, I think what brought me down so much and made me feel like depressed and not alive uh, was just being weighed down by like my past and anxiously caring too much about my future. And that's not to say that I like stopped thinking about my past, my future. Like I still do. I'm a thinker. I'm thinking all the time, (laughs) but um, not being weighed down by like things that are not in the now is it's stupid. I like hate doing that to myself. It is. Yeah. The future. (laughs) What was that? When the future gets here, it will just feel like right now. And you won't even notice like little girl Claudia's freaking 10 years ago was probably like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see what I look like when I'm this age and I'm in college and I'm doing all of these things. I wonder what I'll be doing and like how hot I am and who my friends are and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then here you are like, I'm so stressed about my future. You know what I mean? And the future comes no, it's so to this moment. It's so true. Like what I'm living right now is what I hoped for in my past that I would get to at some point in my future and it's like oh my god like like here is my this is my reality like this is what I hoped for so it's like why am I gonna waste it you know like I don't want to keep thinking about the past or the future like if this is what I was hoping for I want to live it now and I want to enjoy it um and that was like a very hard pill for me to swallow very like difficult thing for me to get used to and to like condition myself into thinking so we're we're good now (laughs) like I'm happy that I'm here I'm happy that I just care a lot about the present moment because um, it is it is what makes me feel the most alive. Yeah. There you go. I love that. And on that note, um, anything you'd like to share with the audience or where they can find you if they want to connect with you? Um, I have Instagram. If you guys want to add me on Instagram, I'm going to ask Gabby to put it in like her caption or something because my last name is weird and I'm not going to like, like if I, it's Claudia.Smiley. If you guys knew me or know me now, you know how to spell it. But for those of you who are new, Gabby's going to put it in the description or something and you guys can add me there. Um, if we're close, you can text me. I love texting people. I love calling people. I'm not on social media that much, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Perfect. In terms um, of the last remarks, this was so fucking fun. Like I've never done a podcast before. This is super cool. Gabby, you're amazing. You have amazing follow-up questions to every like statement that I make. So that's very cool. Love it. Um, I'm glad that you're doing so successful in your business. And I'm glad that you're so passionate about this and that like this is what makes you happy, brings you joy. 
I don't know. I like remember, this is so funny. I remember us sitting in Bouchard's class and you would like journal all the time. And I would look over it and I'd be like, Gabby, what are you journaling? And like, you would show it to me. And it was always these really like, really deep, deep things that you were like thinking about that like the average person our age at that point, like just wasn't thinking about. And I was like, yo, this girl's going to go far. Like her intuition is, it's, it's so beyond like, the average person I don't know I just like I never imagined that you would have been this like spiritual person right now but I'm so glad that you are at this point and I think it's very fitting now that I look back at like 16 year old you you know journaling in Bouchard's class it's like so cute <laughs> I did not think I would turn out like this as well you've always been wise though oh I was saying you've always been wise but like I knew you would you would have done something amazing Thank you, Claudia. Like heal people and trying to, you know, do something good for everyone. It's very, yeah. very beautiful. That's that's my goal, you know. Every day, new thing. But yeah, thank you for um for coming on the podcast. Thanks for all the love and the compliments. You can stroke my ego at any time you like. <laughs> only here for the I good criticism. What'd you say? <laughs> But I always will, Gabby. <laughs> I'm so here for it. Whenever you want, I'm totally available. Um, but yeah, everyone, follow Claudia on Instagram if you want. Contact her for a tarot reading. You can find me on Instagram too at Feisty Hippie, or check out my website to book me for my services, www.feistyhippie.com. It'll all be in the caption, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone.